Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. If Duke can beat Georgia Tech this weekend and the Devils are favored, they stay in the mix in the Coastal Division. Get there if you can. Wallace Wade Stadium. It's a 1230 game on Saturday afternoon. David Cutcliffe is a good friend of the program. He was the National Coach of the Year six years ago as the Devils leader. He's been the SEC Coach of the Year at Ole Miss, the ACC Coach of the Year twice over with the Devils. He will be hosting Georgia Tech on Saturday afternoon, and two of his protégés will be on national TV tonight. Daniel Jones gets the start. Eli Manning is the backup as the New York Giants visit the New England Patriots. College football underway, including the Wolfpack hosting Syracuse tonight in an ACC game. ACC's all over the place. UVA Miami gets the Friday night football window. Coach Cut, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Thank you, David. Yeah, when I looked at this this week and um, – the football lineup and the football schedule, I'm like, good gosh. I mean, those are big games in the ACC, both of them, uh, both of them division games that are big. And then you got, how does it get any bigger than Daniel Jones? I was just texting with him a little while ago, headed in to play against the Patriots and Tom Brady. So just hope he doesn't try to do more, you know, do less in a game like that. Just be smart, you know. Yeah, with that in mind, and, and we're going to talk about the Blue Devils hosting the Yellow Jackets and your 3-2 and two start, of course. But I wonder, let's get to Eli before we get to Daniel. Yeah. Because New England is the opponent tonight, everybody, of course, is recalling the Giants beating the mighty Patriots empire not once but twice with Eli Manning at the controls. What is it about his wiring, Eli, a young man you've gotten to know so well over the years, or what do you remember about Eli's role in those two victories, which, as you know, are basically at the top of his Hall of Fame candidacy? What comes to mind when you think of those things? Well, I was at both of them, and, um, you know (laughs) – it's it's kind of the what people really don't understand that competing at these highest levels, it's being able to within one game struggle, look defeated, look phenomenal, and finding a way to win the game. Yeah. Uh, David Tyree made an incredible catch. My eyes were on Eli. <laughs> he might have made a better a better than that catch move of avoiding a sack. Wow. Um, you know, he, he's, um, he's always been that, that way. He cannot be flustered. Um, and what gets lost a little bit is how great an athlete Eli is. And I'm telling you now, you on a basketball court, baseball field, football field, uh, Eli is, you know, if you want to play burnout with him, he can catch everything you throw. Yeah. You can't catch what he throws. Just put it that way. You know? <laughs> I've played burnout with people with a baseball. I've played burnout with people with a football. He's going to win, you know. And then we, when when I was coaching Eli in college, we every Friday we had a, a we take a plastic garbage can and so we were throwing fades and you know I'm in that competition. I can't. And I mean, I took pride in never getting beat. And friggin' Eli would beat me, you know. <laughs> so he can go from burnout to touch. So let's not forget that he's got Hall of Fame talent, folks. I mean, people want to remember what they want to remember. Uh, but that's an extremely talented athlete that has had to deal 
with way too many coaches, way too many offenses, way too many bad circumstances in his tenure in New York, and he's made it through all of them. I hope you appreciate this pre-show conversation that we had today that involved you, college guy, and Bill Belichick, NFL guy. I mean, you're a baseball guy, so I'll use this analogy. It's fun to sometimes wonder, even though it'll never happen, you know, how would Justin Verlander have handled Babe Ruth, right, from totally different eras, but it'll never happen, and they were both great in their own ways. Belichick is considered one of the greatest defensive minds of all time, but he spent his whole life basically in the pros. You're one of the great offensive minds in modern college football history. You haven't gone head-to-head, but your guy Daniel Jones has to deal with him tonight in New England. Your guy Eli beat him twice in the Super Bowl setting. Even though you don't go head-to-head, because of your time with the Mannings and Daniel, do you have like an answer to what makes Belichick so special that some call him the greatest of all time? Yeah, yeah I, think he, I think he is. Um, what, what I see is his attention to detail in teaching. So strategy is one thing, you know, schemes are one thing. And he's, you know, he's good. I mean, good gosh, he's really good schematically. But he's better within the scheme. So what what a great teacher does, and this is what I think, and I talk to him some uh, because I'm intrigued by the consistency they display. Um, their, Their teaching method is not just what and how. Uh, it always includes the why, which is really important to me. I think children sometimes get a whipping. So when a parent says it's it's time to go to bed, and they what do they say? Why? Yeah. You know they go, oh, why? Well, I think it's human nature to want to know why you're having to do something. And great leaders and great teachers do a great job of teaching in that format. And so those patriots know why they're doing everything, particularly on defense. And I think there's a magic to that. And we've tried through the years to do it offensively. Um, You know, this is 44th year of doing this, and you still got so much to learn. And it's interesting you ask about Belichick, because Peyton, when Peyton was playing, right, when those two would come across each other, he said Belichick would just grill him for information. Hmm. And we have a saying we call, you know, give 10, take 90. Everybody wants to tell you what what they know. You just got to ask. And it was interesting to hear Peyton's, because he would share it with me and we'd talk about it and we'd talk about, well, how can you do this or do that? And, uh, yeah, it's a chess match to some degree. But I think, again, it goes back to it's not the scheme. It's what you can get your players to do. And I think both Peyton and I have had this conversation before. Um, That's why we have a drill on offense we call Peyton Manning. Uh, We could call the same drill Bill Belichick, but we want to know that everybody knows why they're doing everything, that everybody's on the same page. And if I ask a young player, why do we do this on this route, I want to know the answer to that, not what do you do on this play, if that makes sense. It does. David Cutcliffe is joining us on the David Glenn Show. As always, you can follow him on Twitter, at David Cutcliffe. This Saturday afternoon, it is Georgia Tech visiting his 3-2 and two Blue Devils. I don't know if you have even heard this trivia, but there are only nine active head coaches with head-to-head wins over yet another 
all-time great Nick Saban. So nine active, like Les Miles got him a few times. Yep. Our recent guest Dabo Sweeney has gotten him uh, in some pretty big games a couple times. Uh, Mac Brown joined us recently. I believe got him once. You got him once. Um, yep. it, it, is something like that on your resume something that you take pride in? Do you remember the details of something like that? Because well, I, I absolutely okay. I remember the details of the game. And we went in, and Eli was playing quarterback. Okay. And, you know, from from a personnel standpoint, we were close. And they got us once, and we got them once. Okay. Uh, the one they beat us was 17 to 14, which still makes me mad, by the way. <laughs> How can we score only 14 points, you know? But the one we got him, I went into the game, and he was such a disguise freak. I told Eli, we're not reacting to anything. Huh. That, that friggin' safety's not going to get there. We're going to go about our business. We are going to ignore it as if it didn't happen. Huh. We're going to maintain our normal reads. And we did that throughout the game with extreme success. And Eli understood it. He knew why Eli was strong in the pocket. And he was so good with his pre-snap reads, we kind of knew who was coming and we could execute that. And that all sounds good, but I think what we did, we taught Nick Saban a lesson that day. And now that safety comes from a different depth, and you can't ignore it. Isn't that an interesting story, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we also faked a punt right at the end of the first half that scored, and he never dreamed in his – I mean, he went max rush, and we took the chance, and we scored. So that one made me smile a lot, believe me. We're almost down to a Final Four in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Do you get to peak – as a guy who threw out the first pitch, how does young David Cutcliffe end up throwing out the first pitch at his childhood favorite program, the New York Yankees, the most famous in the world? I know it had to do with the pinstripe bowl, but yeah, do you get to peek at that? Thank goodness. And, um, but, you know, I'm watching the Yankees closely. Some of my friends at the Yankees sent me fresh new hats cool. and, and a visor. So that came in a package uh, right as the playoffs started. Uh, I have a fondness for the Braves, too. And, we had a discussion. I'll throw this one at you, and okay. you can carry it from here on your show. So you got a major league pitcher and a bullpen catcher warming him up, and sometimes a starting catcher, and they're down in the bullpen. And in the playoffs, these odd days of rest, you mentioned Verlander and all of these people. Well, when do they know they don't have it before mm. they ever walk out on the mound and give up seven runs mm. in the first inning? Yeah. And what kind of man does it take to say it? You know, I don't have it. Uh, it's not right. We got to somebody else. Got to take the ball. That's an interesting, That's a fascinating question. You know, it, it yeah, is. it is. And in playoff baseball, that happens a lot. I mean, you give up ten runs uh, in the first inning, and now the game's over essentially because people are human. Those guys that are hitting the ball, which is the best thing the Braves do, aren't the same animal when they get up there down ten to nothing. You know, it's crazy. As a baseball pitcher to the Babe Ruth level and beyond myself, and I was our starting left-hander, I know the feeling in the bullpen of not being right that day. And yeah. even at 18 years old in a game nobody is watching, my competitive streak had a hard time admitting that to anybody. So imagine how your competitiveness can overcome that, you know, on the biggest of all stages. That is a great question. I, yeah, you always I, leave I agree with, with that, but at the same time, isn't that what you're, why you're called a professional? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's they're supposed a whole to know better than being a pro. Yeah. And so right now, God bless him. Eli Manning's being a pro. 
Well put. Uh, as we wish you well against Georgia Tech, what have you learned through the close loss to Pitt uh, or otherwise as you take on a team that is at the bottom of the ACC standings right now, Georgia Tech? From the outside, Coach, it looks like you're mostly playing really good defense, but uh, your offense sometimes has not lived up to uh, its reputation. No, it's been inconsistent, to say the least. And we got out, you know, that commercial where they say, stay in your lane, bro. Yeah. Uh, we better stay in our lane. What I have learned, Georgia Tech's getting better each week. And people are making big plays against their defense, but nobody's been consistent against them. That's a huge challenge for us. Second thing I learned in that pit game is how much heart our team has. When you have six turnovers and you can score 27 straight points and come back and take a lead, you're dealing with a team that's got heart. And they've gone out on that practice field. And you, you, I'm telling you, anybody would have enjoyed watching those guys practice this week. Um, so I'm very proud of them. My job is to be the best I can be for them because this team's got, got, a, got a mission. they got a plan. Um, you know, there's no guarantees in life other than if you don't work at it, it's guaranteed it's not going to happen. So uh, I, I love this team. I love their spirit. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what, I'm going to coach hard every step of the way. Every time the David Glenn Show calls to the Cutcliffe bullpen, you never let us down. So good luck against the Yellow Jackets, and thanks, as always, for making us think a little bit and sharing your stories with us. Thank you, David. Take care. Always fun. David Cutcliffe, 12th-year Duke coach, National Coach of the Year in 2013. On Twitter, at David Cutcliffe, the Devils are better than the Yellow Jackets. And if you get to 4-2 and, and you're 2-1 and one in the ACC, guess what? You're right back in the mix.